Welcome back to the Spill the Dreams podcast. Here with myself, Gem. It's the final episode of series two of Spill the Dreams. And I know I've kept you waiting. It is the new year and it is actually kind of deep in the new year. But this guest is worth it. Okay, today we are chatting to the one and only dancing presenter himself it is boss here on the spill the dreams podcast and he's talking all things dancing all things presenting and all about his boss brunch which has been sold out baby let's get into it his boss on spill the dreams so from the top honey so what was the initial dream and when did that start to be honest i've always been a bit of a dreamer Um, always at school like i was like I knew I wanted to do something theatrical. I didn't know exactly what it was or kind of, I didn't really know what that scene was. I just Mm. knew that I enjoyed dancing and singing and messing around and whatever. So yeah, I think from a young age, I kind of always wanted to do something like that. And then I kind of went through school and just sort of like dabbled in dance. And in secondary school, I kind of got into it quite, quite a lot. And then I from like 13 the age of 13 I started doing like TV work as well and I kind of really liked that world and I was kind of like I didn't really know you could do it as a job fair play so let's pause at 13 then because I mean a lot of people want to get into Mm. it and the fact that you were even in that space at age 13 how did that happen because I was at 13 I think I was just chilling watching that so raven sweet life that was my life (laughs) (laughs) love those programs um I what was the first show I did the first show I did was um, Dick and Dom in the Bungalow. Oh, that's pretty um, insane. We, yeah, we basically, this girl that I was at school with, we were in year six, this girl I went to school with, she auditioned our group of friends. So wow. we had a group audition, um, but they basically didn't like us as a group, they didn't like me. So like after Oops. the audition, they called my mum and they were like, we really want to see Jack we want to have a meeting with Jack. So my mom, we went to this meeting and basically they invented this new segment on the show for me. And then what? after I did it, they had a different person each week and it was called the, what was, what basically what you had to do is you had the bungalow heads and then each week they would get a new person to come in that would have designed a game and the bungalow heads play the game. So I was the first okay. person to ever do that. I, I designed a game, it was called Grab a Carrot. It was jokes. Classic. And then, yeah, and then from there, and then from there, just, I did an advert for Mighty Trucker Staff. So I, was, I worked with Reggie Yates. Um, Amazing. And then I did a programme called Election with Angelica Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd kind of, yeah, I, I was doing that. And then I was doing like extra work. So I did like Harry Potter, Angus Songs and Perfect <gasps> Snogging. Um, Silent Witness. That. Wait, so yeah. were you just literally, you weren't doing anything to do with like dancing, anything like that. You were literally an extra just like, in the back doing your thing. Yeah, just doing that really, the reality stuff I was doing was that I kind of did a little bit of dancing with that because I was like myself for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But like all the other stuff was like extra work where, you know, I was just like in the background, whatever. And then while I was at school, that's when I was doing like all my dance shows and kind of dance exams and stuff. So, so I've kind of like been in the industry for like 17 years, mm-hmm. 18 years. That's pretty insane. Yeah. That's a lot. So was it a dance school you were at, like a specific performing arts school? No, so it was it was a normal person's school, but we had our own theatre and we had our own dance studio. So um, it kind of had like a massive kind of dance side to it, but it wasn't like a theatre school. 
Okay, cool. So dancing definitely came first. And you think because you got in at that early age, do you think that's what set you off into that world? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm not very academic. So I always knew that I wasn't going to do something academic or, you know, like I did well in my GCSEs in English and stuff, but it it wasn't something that was going to kind of like Mm. fuel me. Um, The world needs everybody and all our talents. True. Mm-hmm. very true very very true you know that so you went you did that and then how mm. did we grow to the point that we're doing it like this often and with such big amazing shows to be honest I mean I, I trained for three years at Middlesex University in dance performance but a lot of the jobs I've got I've, I've been very very lucky in my career so far in the sense that like a lot of the jobs I've got have been through me working with someone else on something different and then they've asked me to do it. Like I rarely go through an agent. It's very much like direct bookings, um, which is really, really good. And like, I am blessed in a sense as well that I'm in quite a lot of different industry circles. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of, I sometimes I'm in the right place at the right time and I've got a lot of connections within the industry. So sometimes it literally is someone calling me up being like, are you free to do this tonight? Or can you come and host this this weekend? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I'm quite lucky in that sense. So you say lucky, but I mean, you didn't just, you know, come out the womb and suddenly you're in these circles. Like you've had to work to get here. So how important are you saying networking is and what are your top tips to getting in these circles? Because it's hard when you first start, right? Yeah, oh my God, yeah. I think, I think network comes before talent and comes before knowledge like networking is so important and but I'm a chatty patty I will talk to anyone I mean I I I can be quite shy in certain situations and I do find it like you said intimidating to approach people but that might be your one shot in that room with whoever's in there and it's like like yesterday for instance I got booked yesterday really last minute for to do Fat Tony's brunch and he's like a really well-known DJ like he's really well connected and Trisha Goddard was there, obviously okay. daytime TV royalty. Uh-huh. And like she was like dancing with me, filming me, putting me on her oh. Instagram. And then like we stopped Instas at the end. And it's like situations like. like that. Yeah, situations like that where it's like, okay, you see she's there. I'm going to go and have a boogie. If she wants to chat, she chats. And she loved me. So it's like, you just have to sometimes put yourself in uncomfortable situations. But I think it is important. You You have to talk to the right people and you have to... There's a difference between like networking and like arse licking. I I'm chatty patty, but I don't kind of I won't I won't kind of just talk to anyone because I feel like I'm gonna get sank out of it. If I yeah. like a lot of the people that I've networked with now are like some of my best friends. So it's okay. kind of like you you just know when you like gel with the right people, you're like, oh okay, I'm gelling with you, but actually we can both help each other out. For sure. So don't force it. And I think that the like the term networking, right? It, you, I'm just picturing like you're standing in a room and you're meeting a load of random people. But I feel like that is old fashioned. Mm. Like for me, networking mm. is exchanging an Instagram and you know like yeah 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 posts like stories like is that your main yeah. thing doing it because it's like literally 95 percent instagram networking for me at this point and then obviously yeah i think definitely now because of covid it's a lot more kind of instagram based mm-hmm. um but even if i'm in like a rehearsal and I, someone's coming in the rehearsal space that i know is connected to something else i'll always go and say hello Nice. Because nine times out of ten, I will see them in a couple of months at something else. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I met you the other week. How are you doing? And then it's just like, that's your kind of awkwardness out of the way. And then yeah. every time you see them, it's like, oh, nice to see you again. 
um yeah definitely mine is kind of more onto instagram now um but events are coming back so i am kind of Oh, I love to hear you say that. Events are coming back. Oh, oh it's yes. just been so long. And this industry is small, right? That's, I mean, it's yeah. all the similar kind of stuff, presenting, dancing, mm. the creative space. It's so teeny tiny. Like you can't go yeah. to two events and not see at least one person that you've seen yeah. at the other one. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. So networking, you say, is up there with 100%. the most I, I, I honestly feel like that is, you could be the best person at what you do but have shit chat and have a bad reputation and it's not going to get you anywhere. Like mm. I've done shows before where there's been like a lot of us on the show and I will just talk to everyone. And then like, you know, a couple of days later we'll be on set or whatever. And everyone's like, hi Jack. And everyone's like, how does everyone know you? And I'm like, cause I say hello to people. <laughs> well. Like It could be, yeah. Well, where do I start? It could be like <laughs> the cleaner or the runner, like the, the lowest yeah, yeah. of the lowest runner. Like I will talk to everyone. And by the end of whatever I'm on, everyone will know who I am and it's so important because someone that's a runner one day you'll do another show in a couple of months and they will be the executive producer so it, you have to you have to climb in the industry carefully because if you are rude or if you piss someone off like you said it's so small and Scary it just so. takes one person to say oh my god that, that person's rude so networking yes, yeah. you're saying is completely mm. up there in terms of the talent yeah. is that something you keep continuously working on like because dancing I imagine is it one of them things that you just learn when you grow up and it clicks forever or is it something you have to always be working at it is something you, you always have to be perfecting your craft especially with like especially being a dancer there's younger people coming up to get you all the time so you have to stay you have to stay current you have to stay fit in so many ways you have to stay yeah you just have to kind of stay 10 steps ahead because as quick as you get into it you can be taken straight back out mm-hmm. um so yeah it's kind of something you've got to keep on like top. yeah and when I'm saying that networking is more important than talent I'm not saying you know shit people are going to do course. well or whatever <laughs> yeah but, but there's so many talents that, out there that it's just like what can you yeah. do you think oh I've got this amazing degree I've got all this great training why aren't I booking the jobs well you've got to dig yeah. deeper baby like yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. more than it's that these days right 100% 100% it is about like now people don't really look at CVs or you know they look at you you are your CV mm-hmm. and like when you walk into like for me if I've got an audition I know that once I'm in the room and I'm meeting the execs or I'm meeting the producers, I know I can get past that. So like when I'm oh, doing like, all the, the paperwork, the, the shitty auditions at the beginning, like where it's like the paperwork or the phone calls, mm. I'm like, I just need to get in the room because I can in, talk the talk. Yeah. And I know that I, that's one thing that I'm confident with is that I can, I can chat. I can, I can feel that time where it's like, what do I say? And yeah. you know, I probably chat shit, but, it just breaks that, it breaks it the ice. Yeah, it does. It's got me it's working for good places. How about mindset, you know? Because I feel like mm. you're giving me such good vibes. And I've I've seen mm. similar things in this. Everyone successful that I'm so lucky to chat to, they're of the mindset that like, if you believe you can do something, if you're confident in yourself, it just seems to happen and it keeps rolling. Yeah. I mean, I am all about like positive affirmations and kind of like speaking things out into the universe. But sometimes sometimes it's bullshit sorry man that's where, sorry. <laughs> no, you can't don't you um, worry i'll click the explicit button <laughs> yeah please <laughs> um yeah sometimes sometimes you're just having a bad day and you go in there and you give a rubbish audition or you give a rubbish show and that's fine you know 
I'm one of those people. Well, I've got this thing at the minute where you know those people that think they can sing but they can't, but they oh. they genuinely like they post oh, yeah, videos on you know. We all know them with all men. Yeah, they post the YouTube covers and bless them, they think they're good, but they're really not. No shade to anyone. That's <laughs> the, that. Sometimes when I go into an audition and I'm feeling a bit like mm. that's what I channel. I channel. I try and channel the confidence of someone that goes on the X Factor that thinks they're good and they're not. It, it really works. It does. It, it works. You know what? I feel like sometimes you just have to tap into that place. I personally, I like to tap mm. into Beyonce in it. I'm like, is Beyonce going to be nervous in this situation? Yeah. And I'm looking around the room at the people. I'm like, nah, Beyonce wouldn't think yeah. twice. So yeah. I guess you just have to find your place. Find your thing and yeah, yeah and tap into it. Absolutely. And roll with it. Okay, I like that. So in terms of an audition yeah. process, can we like walk mm. it through? Because some people, they're desperate mm. to get into your line of work, but they've never, unfortunately, made it into the room yet. So normally, normally when you go in, into the next stage, if you're meeting people, you've got like the, the kind of the big dogs there. You've got the execs that you're meeting. Um, and it's normally quite like a formal setting. You know, you go in a room, there's like three people sat behind a desk and then there's a Zoom really? set up and a camera set up. And, X Factor style. I mean, to be fair, since COVID, it's uh, all of it's been on Zoom, which has been really nice. Wow. Like all of my meetings with like execs and stuff has been on um, Zoom. But like it is like you go, you'll go to the offices, you'll go to the studios and then you'll go in. And because at that stage when they're meeting you they want to see what you're like on camera so they'll have a camera set up they'll mic you up mm. because they want to kind of get a sense of of who you are and I, that's that is that is a crucial part because that's where they that's where they're like right I like this person or this person is playing up to the camera or this person isn't enough for the camera so that that half an hour you're in that room you don't get that back so that's your right. half an hour to kind of go in there and be like this is me this is what I can bring. This is what I do. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. And I think that's what I massively got in my head now. Like when I go into a room, I'm like, I'm going to go and give everything I can give. And if it isn't enough, then that's fine. It wasn't meant for me. And if Mm -hmm. it is enough, then I'll go through to the next round. Love it. So I think that's quite an important thing that where the people that really succeed have mastered, Mm. if you get a rejection, that's it right like you can you can be upset yeah. for like an hour or two but that if you're going to be the ones to prosper it's not you sitting there thinking oh no I didn't really get that one so maybe I should leave it a while before I apply to another yeah one. that ain't working I always I always have when I don't get something I always have a pity party for that day okay like I, I might get a takeaway I might feel you know down bit about vino, it a bit of vino yeah a bit of vino and then the next day I get up and I'm like cool new day I mean, I am I am normally really good at it. You know, I've got a very thick skin, but I had an audition um, for something really big in lockdown uh-huh. and I, I got right to the end of it and it was like back and forth meetings, back and forth phone calls, a lot of like, you know, pencil this, pencil that. Um, and then I and then I didn't get it. And that's uh-huh. the one job. It, it really took it out of me, like for a good couple of months. And because of lockdown, we were kind of still in lockdown. It was, it was after Christmas, uh, so we were still in that weird stage and it was like it really really kind of took it out of me and I was I did sort of think what can I keep doing this because I uh, if I don't get something I always get to the end I always get right to the end and then don't get it which I sometimes think is worse than just not even getting to that stage you know what I mean because you're you're literally think about your life in that role yeah Yeah, yeah and it's that that was the one time where I was kind of like you know, I wasn't doing anything else. All my time was spent thinking about that. And I was thinking, shit, like, this is tough. Like, And how do we get know, through that? Do you know what? You just have to pick <laughs> yourself didn't. up. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've given up. No, you have to pick yourself up. And I think, you know, in that situation, a lot of the people from from the show, kind of like the, the producers and stuff, a lot of them messaged me after and they were like, you know, we love you. Like, we absolutely love you. And there is going to be something we work with you on, but it just wasn't that. And I was okay. like, fine, you know, and that, and that helps. I mean, it helps and it doesn't help because it helps because it's like, oh, that's really nice to hear. But it's also like, it's annoying because you're like, hey, yeah, if you I love mean, me that much, why am I not doing it? You know, it's kind of like that. It's so tough. That double-edged sword. It's so tough. I think that, that that's the part where you have to trust the process, isn't it? And the fact that you had the producer's contacts after that and they knew your name, they knew your face. Yeah. I guess you've just got to accept the L's and keep it moving. Yeah, 100%. Oh. And that's the thing, like, I'm very, just from, like, the jobs that I've done through the years and, like, auditions that I've been to, I'm very well connected with, like, producers and stuff. And, you know, a lot of the message men say, oh, you know, I'm always, I'm always, you know, keeping an eye for you because I feel like you'd be good for this. And it's, it's really nice having that support on, from people you don't really know, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice because this industry can be really fucking lonely. Like, it, you can really feel like, in a room of 100 people you're just there on your own so when you have people that are kind of cheering you on it, it feels really nice yeah I completely feel that so I guess that's a nice place to talk about your management team like how did mm. that come about and how much of an active role do they play would you recommend getting management in your line I think it really depends it depends like I said a lot of my work I've got is is direct bookings mm. which is swings and roundabouts because it's great in the sense that I don't have to I don't have to give money to anyone else I don't have to to give a cut to my agent or my manager uh it it, it can be difficult if there's if issues arise when you're filming or if if kind of things aren't working your way I'm I'm quite good at addressing things if if you know not if we're being treated badly but if something isn't right or something needs Mm -hmm. to be sorted out I'm quite confident in that I can speak to someone but Sometimes you just don't want to because it can be quite an awkward, especially if it's something to do with money or Absolutely, you know, yeah. just different things. You just want to be able to call your manager and be like, can you just sort this out? So I definitely think if you can find a manager, an agent that you really gel with. Um, I've got dance agents that haven't reached out to me or don't email me back. And it's like, why am I wasting my time? Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. it, it, it's, it's just, it really depends. If you can find someone like a couple of my agents, I get on so well with. I could call them at any time about anything and I know stuff would get sorted. Um, and like, even with kind of, like I have a couple of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mentors in the industry that help me as well. And like, I know that I could call That's them at nice. any point and be like, you know, what, what should I do about this? Or, or can I have some advice on this? And they're always like, yeah, do this, this and this. That's nice to have. So I, I think, yeah, I think, I think it, it, like even when I go and do like workshops and stuff at unis and people say like oh you know I'm really scared because I'm not going to get an agent and I'm like as as great it, it, as it is to have an agent it is also great not to have an agent it, if you can get work and you know if you if you're getting stuff all it takes is for someone to notice you and then you kind yeah. of I think that that's a common like misconception right as soon as you enter this space even me as a presenter when I first decided to be a presenter I was like okay step one hire an agent and it's just like, yeah. no, no. First of all, that's unrealistic. They're not going to want you on their books if you don't have any kind of experience. And secondly, yeah. once you've got one, it's not the be all and end all. It's not like, oh my God, now I've got an agent. I don't have to work. The people that are yeah. succeeding are the people that do like 70% their own stuff, right? And then yeah. 
the managers yeah. can just top that up in the, in areas yeah. that you haven't yet tapped into. Is that the same kind of thing yeah. you'd say? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, managers kind of always come at a time where you you just need help navigating rather than like, you know, like when you graduate and stuff, it's good to have an agent then because they're getting all the auditions, but you can get to a certain point where, where management or an agent come in at a point where you're like, okay, I've got so many bookings. You know, they need to be sorted out. I I want to be seen by this person. Can you get me to this event? It kind of, it then works like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. I, I think that it's a common thing across the creative space. It's a bit of a tricky area mm. that you just, is you go in blind, really. So yeah, 100%. That's good to know your view. So what I want to hear from you now, please, is a day in the life. And you can pick what day. Okay. You can pick what day, something like, maybe your favorite thing that you've done favorite job and what okay. it looks like from start to finish a day give us a little flavor get a little taster okay a little taster um okay so i'm taking this back a few years this is like dance tv related so mm-hmm. basically i was choreographing at university one of the other choreographers liked what i was doing invited me to an audition because she was choreographing for a film Lovely. i was like cool so i went to the audition did the audition she messaged me and said, um, she was like, I'm really sorry. One of the other boys that they've already booked on the job is too similar to you. So they've said no. And I was like, absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Thanks for getting on board, blah, blah, blah. Then the Sunday night, they were meant to be in rehearsal on a Monday. The Sunday night, I get an email. Uh, she's like, oh my God, the boy that, that is similar to you has dislocated his knee. Can you come to rehearsals tomorrow? And I was like, yeah. So then See I literally went to rehearsals. Yeah, see you at 8 a.m., huh? Um, went to rehearsals, did rehearsals. Uh, did This was all in, like, a week, literally. Did three days of rehearsals, did the film, and it ends up being a film with Michaela Cole on... Well, it was a BFI film, and then Netflix bought it, so it actually premiered on Netflix, and it was, like, a musical set in Camden. Um, a whole Netflix, and, you know, babe, like, right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just, it was just so surreal, you know, like, early call times, getting picked up at 6 in the morning um going to nice. going to set you know getting our coats to put on because it was cold being so looked after by the team getting your lunch break getting your dinner break eating really good food and then filming like for me that's when I feel most at home like when I'm in my dressing room when I get taken to set I'm like this for me is like every day what I want this is what you like, were born for this is what I was born for like I just Ooh. it really is like when I if I had to summarise a day in the life, it's like being with extended family because the crew, nine times out of ten, are so lovely and so kind of like, do you need anything? Or like, give me a shot if you want this. Or here's some water. It's like everyone just kind of gets on and everyone chats and it feels like that day you're there is just like a little like family party. That sounds so good. So that's you living a good, good life. That's what that yes. sounds like. So how are you going to get yourself yeah. back in those kind of rooms? If that's the space where you're like, this is it. Yeah. That it's obviously so tricky. Yeah, I mean, that is a million dollar question, to be honest. Is um, that the goal that you're always working towards? Yeah, you know, it's been, this year has been hard. It, it's been hard trying to re-navigate myself and rebrand myself and kind of just get back into those places that I want to be seen in. And it's it's also really hard. Like, I am the first person to say that I get jealous sometimes when I see other people doing stuff. And I am a firm believer of we're all popcorn cooking together. And when we, when it's our time to pop, it's our time to pop. 
beautifully said. Sometimes it, it's sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's hard when you see people doing stuff that you want to do and you're like, oh, and like, I do check myself and think, you know what, let them, let them, you know, bask in that and they're amazing and they're doing that because it's their time and when it's your time, it's your time. Mm-hmm. But it is hard because you are constantly looking over your shoulder and it yeah, it's, it's been a, a weird year of like trying not to get your hopes up for jobs because is it going to be taken away because of COVID and you know it you get booked so for tough. something but then you don't want to get too excited because you're like am I actually going to be able to do it it's do you know what I mean it's kind of like it's like learning to walk again it's it's kind of it's going crazy. back into these events and going back into these, yeah these auditions and and when you're auditioning so much and when you're meeting people so much you get so familiar so having a year out of doing that you mm-hmm. kind of feel like you're going back into it for the first time again it is, it is so absolutely insane. Yeah. But I guess that then if you come out on top, if you come out ready, which it sounds like you have done, like you've come out ready to get back and just win. And I guess yes. accepting that there's space for everybody to win is when you're at peace and mm. it really lets you just go for it, right? Yeah, 100%. I like that. 100%. So you mentioned the rebrand. I think personal yes. branding is a huge thing. Like in the... Yeah especially it would be like oh sort out your own brand you feel like you're being a bit of a diva but no no this is it you are you are the company you are the package how do we go about personal branding and what is that looking like for you now and in the future that's a good question I think I think with personal branding it's something that can't be rushed like I'm only kind of now kind of tapping into that side that that other side of of Jack it's it's definitely very very important because like we were saying earlier, you are now your CV and you are your brand. You can't give someone a PowerPoint presentation about you or, you know, show someone a picture of what you do. You are your brand. When you meet in these people, when you're going into these rooms, you are that person. You, you're selling yourself because they're buying you. You know, that, that's kind it's of such a weird what's feeling, happening. isn't it? It's true. Yeah. I know. It's like being at auction and people are like, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> and kind of my my rebrand is 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 a name change. Um, I When I was a baby, I didn't have a name for eight weeks. So my family um, and everyone in my family called me boss. And I've always called me boss. And I always knew at some point that was I was going to kind of transition over to that. I just I wasn't sure when. Oh, and it's kind of happening nice. now really organically yeah and it's kind of I haven't officially changed it on my Instagram yet but it's like in my workspaces people are calling me boss now and when I'm performing I'm performing as boss so it's kind of it, it's that slow transition of boss is going to be the dancing presenter and Jack is going to be the person behind that oh my god um, I love it and how crazy is it that you haven't even tried like physically like pushed it like this is it this is my rebound but naturally when I first met you I said boss like it's just coming yeah, across yeah, yeah yeah it's just naturally coming across without even realizing and kind of with my brand of like brunch and stuff boss brunch and yeah it kind of it, it all kind of links in quite nicely um, oh that is so exciting so yeah. when it comes up on Instagram am I assuming that's when it's official Yes, that is when, because I even said to my mum, I was like, I kind of want to get it legally changed. Um, that is such uh, an absolute queen move. That's Yeah, a- I don't know. I'll, I'll see how it goes, but I'm definitely in a transition period. And especially, like, I've just launched a branch um, called Boss Branch, as I said. Oh, honey, um, we're getting onto it. This is perfect. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, that, You've done one, right? Yeah, so my launch was, what are we now? My launch was about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that was a sold out launch, which even still now, like absolutely blows my mind. Like I genuinely thought maybe I'll sell 30 tickets. Like every time I got an email saying someone's so bought a ticket, like the first lot of people were, were people that I knew. So when their names were coming through, I was like, yep, yep, yep. And then I was literally getting random people. And I was like, yeah, I was like, this <sighs> is actually so crazy. And I just felt so blessed that I wanted to pay money to come. Uh-huh. Well, we watch, need to start like, from the top with the brunch. You can't just throw in there my brunch casually. This is not a casual thing. Like, this is a huge thing. I'm sure you know that, right? Like, yeah, no, such a big you, thing. Yeah. So at what point were you like, okay, I'm going to be like, you know, the king of brunches now as well. Like, when did that idea pop I've, up? I, do you know what? I've always wanted to host something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know how it, what it would form into. Um, I just knew I wanted to do something like that. And then... When lockdown happened and brunches became a thing and drag brunches became a thing and I started getting into my presenting more, I was like, I want to host my own brunch because a lot of drag brunches, you know, people just perform, whereas like I host it, you know, I'm on the mic, I'm chatting. And so that kind of do it. And then I, I have worked with venues, like a couple of muggle jobs I do is, is I work with venues to do like help with their bookings and stuff. Nice. So I've got connections in that. (laughs) um and this one did so well that they offered me two more dates in January and February so that's huge like yeah and like I've always known the 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 drag queens that I want to work with like through dance jobs that I've done and tours that I've done and stuff I've worked with some amazing queens I've always known I want to work with you at some point and I've kind of yeah been been booking my friends for it that, that queens that I kind of really highly respect and I think that are just incredible and want to give them that platform Um, and to sell it out for my first time with people not knowing what it was gonna like everyone knows what a drag brunch is but my brunch is different Mm -hmm. to sell it out with people not knowing and I'm really excited to drop the next lot with people actually knowing now okay this is what you're gonna get and it's three new drag queens um yeah it's it's just gonna I eventually want to like take it around. I want to tour it around and take it to different cities oh, and stuff. Honey, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Yeah. And you found like yeah. your niche, right? Because to be the dancing presenter, you're not just one or the other. Like you're merged together and you're doing it like at the top of its game. Not yeah. only like are you ahead of the competition, but it's like you are, you've set the bar, isn't it? Like, <laughs> so you're there. Oh, and to be making this your you. own, like the job wasn't there. You're like, okay, I'm just going to make the job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to make that's the whole what I business. Got sick of. Yeah, that's what I got sick of as well. Like so many people saying, "Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I really want you for this," or "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for you," and it just like empty, empty promises. And I just got to the point where I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, I want to do my own thing. And like, I've had people message me being like, "Oh my god, your brunch looked amazing," and I'm like, "Yeah," because it was amazing. Because I know that I am capable of doing that. Some, I'm, I'm capable of doing something that people say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, come and do this," and then don't follow it through. And I'm like, I'm going to prove to you that I can do the job and I can do it very well. And I've, you know, there's been oh. certain people that I've invited to the branches that have like not followed through with the job. So I want to be like, this is this is what you have not booked, yep. basically. Now I'm doing it myself. Sit down, grab a cocktail, and enjoy. And enjoy the show, <laughs> literally. Oh, that is. Um, and even um, one of my guests for the for the launch was Nathan um, from Geordie Shore. And he came up to me at the end and he was like, Jack, he was like, this is the best brunch I've ever been to. He was like, honestly, he was like, I've been to drag brunches. I've been to brunches. He was like, having you hosting it, having the level of queens you've got. He was like, this is the best brunch I've been to. And I was oh just like, God. by the end of the day, I was like, and the reviews that are coming in have been mad. Like, honestly, it's just been, it was so overwhelming on the day. And like, even now still, it's like mind blowing that it I should that be. Off. 
it fully is so you had the idea you're like okay I want to do a drag brunch and then yeah. you alone like saw out the whole plan like are you playing all parts yeah like, I yeah I, I played all parts um someone very kindly agreed to do my artwork for me we collaborated on that um so I'm going to do a couple of things for him so he um designed my artwork and he also came and took pictures on the day like, and, and the artwork I literally said to him this is what I want I literally sent him references I was like this is what I want this is what I need on it I'm kind of open to ideas but the this is what I want you to pull ideas from and he like sent me it one morning at like four in the morning I like woke up and I saw this email and I was literally like I didn't know what what I wanted it to look like but when he sent me it I was like that is exactly like, I couldn't have asked for anything better See, um, and he's incredible is key yeah that's what it's all about and don't get me wrong, I, I was happy to like, you know, I, I didn't have a budget, but I was happy to work with his fee. And he was like, look, let's work together on this. I've got a few things coming up that I could use you for. And I was like, great. And even with the brunch, like at the minute, I'm not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm it, at the minute, it's like an investment because I, I'm not earning from it. I'm getting, it's exposure for me. But I'm yeah. not at a stage at the minute where I can take money from it. Otherwise, the queens won't get paid, and I can't expect them to for free. Yeah, but um, the sacrifices you have to make. This is how you build the empire, right? This is yes, the foundation 100%. blocks. Okay, yeah, 100%. so you decided you wanted to do it. You sorted out artwork. You sorted out the logistics. Mm. How do you get a venue to agree to let you host? Is that a simple thing? To be honest, it, it, no, it's difficult. I I was very lucky. Like I said, I know the the managers, um, and I've worked for the venue, and I still work for the venue. Um, so. It depends what venue you go to and where it is because it's like this is a promoted event. It's a private promoted event. So normally, um, either the person person holding the event, so me, mm-hmm. would take um, commission from the tickets and do whatever they want with that money, or right. the venue pay for the entertainment and then you don't get paid. But some right. venues don't do that. Some venues you have to have a minimum spend or some venues you have to pay a flat fee. So it obviously really helped that I knew the team there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the bar team and the management were like, wow, they were like, you've sold this out. Like it was such a good day. But yeah, it, it depends. If you've got a connection and you can use that, absolutely use it. Um, some venues it's really good for, because if you do it on a day that's quiet, for instance, I do it on a Saturday afternoon when the venue aren't even open then. So they're adding so on an extra plus. kind of three, four K to what they're going to make in the evening. Yeah. So if you can find a venue that isn't open on the time that you want to book it, it just, it, whatever money they make is is more than they would have made. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Obviously, if it's only like £100, there's no point because you've got to pay the staff and stuff. But if you can yeah. get over a grand, once they've paid the staff and everything else, you're making a bit of extra profit for the night. That's incredible. So did you have mm. any kind of experience like in the business side of it all and like the entrepreneurship side of it? Or is this something you've learned uh, as you went along? Yeah, not really. And I still don't really have a clue. Um, it's working now. You're selling them tickets. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, again, it's been it's been with people helping me out and kind of just talking the talk. And yeah, it it is probably something I want to look into, maybe do like a little business course or hire someone to do that kind of side for me. But it's one of those things that you just learn as you go because I love that though that's that's so inspiring to hear because it's another thing where it sounds out of reach for a lot of people but if you've just done it off of your networking skills your understanding of the business then anyone can do it it, they've got the drive yeah it really is that It, it is kind of pulling 
from what you know. Like, it's like, for instance, if you was on, if you were deserted on an island and all you had was like a plank of wood, a rock, a bit of ribbon, whatever, <laughs> you have to make do with that to get you out. So it's true. if you don't have a business degree or you don't have a clue about anything like that, but you've got X, Y, Z, then you've got to use, you've got to use X, Y, Z to, to, to do that. Otherwise you're not going to do it. You know, you can sit there and say, I don't know what I'm doing or I can't do it. Well, you can sit there and do that or you can just figure shit out. Yeah. Make it work, baby. And you have. Yes. So then that's another example. Networking is key key. And you said yes. even with the runners, if the runners are bottom of the ring, you say, then, you know, they might have second jobs, third jobs, even random jobs. Like you said, a muggle job <laughs> working for yeah. these venues. But look, look where it's got you, though. Like, yeah, these venues that you know. And the thing is, everyone, no one stays in the same role. Like someone that's a runner one day is eventually going to work their way up. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if you're not liked or you are, you know, if you were rude to that person and they see you again where they're the big dog, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, well, hang on a minute, let's just let's just rewind yeah. a few months when I was on a job with you and you were rude to me because you didn't know who I was or you thought I was a piece of shit. It all comes back. Exactly. Oh, my God, exactly that. So that's where you're at right now. You've got the brunch, you've got the dancing, and yes. presenting is something that you're kind of new-ish to, but it was just a natural yeah. sort of step for you. Yeah, it's always... I've always kind of done reality TV stuff and I've always done TV stuff. And whenever I've done stuff like that, you know, the people like producing stuff always, oh my God, you need to, you need to present or you need to have your own show. And it's, it's kind of, I've just never really given time to do it. And then with lockdown and me starting, I started my own show called Lockdown After Dark, where I was interviewing different celebrities each week. That kind of gave me the push. And then it, it, it gave people the opportunity to see me interviewing and kind of see my style of interviewing and presenting. So yeah, it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I've dabbled in it and I'm now kind of going full force into it. That's nice. And that's, do you think mm. that's going to be on par with your dancing or are you aiming to? I'd like it to be until it gets to a point where it can't, you know, like yeah. sometimes when you start doing stuff that you're recognised for or you start being in the public eye more, People don't want you dancing behind them because you could potentially draw focus. I'm, you know, yeah, that's on like a huge scale. You know, I'm not no, saying if I a... dance for Ariana Grande, she's going to be like, uh, "Sorry, you can get this, you <laughs> back up, sweetie." <laughs> yeah, back up, sweetie. So it kind of, it, I, I want it to work until it doesn't. That's insane. You know, until, and it will though. Yeah. There's no reason why not. Yes, it's very yes, it exciting. Will. So if you had one overall biggest piece of advice for someone looking to follow in your footsteps and literally boss life, mm. what what would you say? I would honestly, the one piece of advice is is just stay true to yourself. Always, always, always. I know that's like so cliche and like a bit cringy, but it's so true. Like so many people will try and mould you into something and try and put you into a pigeonhole and try and say that this is what you should be doing and this is what you shouldn't be doing, but that doesn't do anything. And if you can stay true to yourself and do the things that make you happy, it will take you so much further like it really it really will you know people don't always have your best interests at heart and they have their best interests at heart so you always just need to be true to yourself don't take yourself too seriously take life take advice with a pinch of salt from people and just literally put your foot on the accelerator and don't stop oh there it is the ingredients to boss yes Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to see everything happen and I need to get myself tickets to the brunch. Do we know the dates? Do we know the dates? 29th of January. 
All right, gorgeous, gorgeous. Tickets I'm go sure. end of December. Thank you so much for having <gasps> me on today, though. Like, absolutely. No, thank feel you. Feel honoured to be on your podcast.